final hour of what has been uh, an eventful show. Welcome in. Here with you until 1 o'clock on 104.5 The Zone. We're so happy to have you guys involved with the proceedings today. You have kept it interesting. I don't know if you've kept it light, but it's been a, uh, a lot of talk today and a lot of involvement from the audience. If you wish to further involve yourselves, 615-737-1045, 737-1045. The lines are loaded, and we are going to continue to take some calls here in just a second. But here's what we're going to do first and foremost. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network is going to be here coming up next. We'll talk to him about the quarterback battles happening around the league. He's based out of New England, so obviously he's monitoring not just that quarterback battle, but the COVID situation. That does not necessarily mirror what's happening in Tennessee, but that we're seeing start to pop up and affect different training camps and different teams across the league right now. The Titans, if you uh, missed any of the conversation earlier, six players currently on the COVID list, one of them being Ryan Tannehill. And John Robinson, the Titans general, general manager, held a, what, an impromptu press conference? So we wanted to run back those comments for you here in their entirety because I think that it's important that you hear them from the Titans GM himself. Calls we've our our medical team has done an outstanding job um, with talking with the league um, and the the players, coaches, Coach Vrabel um, has had minimal symptoms. Um, it's usually a day or two, and and then they then they're over and they're they feel great and and that's really what. The main reason was, A, to update you on the roster, and B, to just to continue to, to urge vaccination. Um, I've seen it firsthand with the guys. Coach Ray will speak to this. It's a couple days, and then they, they feel fine. Um, we've had two people that I know personally um, that have lost loved ones over the last couple days uh, to COVID from symptoms and complications and it's it's a life-saving vaccine and that's that's where i'm at um we're probably 97 to 98 percent vaxxed or have antibodies um and continue to to push forward with that so um just wanted to make sure you guys were were up to date on where we were at and uh, happy to take a handful of questions we know Bruce Arians was talking the other day about you know rules that he would implement on the road as opposed to just the NFL rules. Is that have you guys given consideration to, to doing that kind of thing as well? I mean that's something I'll have to would have to talk to the league about. I mean those those protocols were negotiated between the NFLPA and the NFL. So you know I I don't know where I don't know where that that lies. Um, you know, whatever's negotiated between the players' union and the NFL is the rules that, that we try to follow. Uh, feeling fine. Feeling okay. John, I guess as far as Ryan's concerned, getting close to the season, hopeful that he's back and able to kind of be get himself geared up when the time comes. Yeah, when, whenever that that window passes, Jim, uh, that that we can that he can get back. But uh, he'll be engaged in the meetings. He'll be he'll be ready to go. Uh, he's a pro. He's played in this league for a long time. We got the utmost confidence in in him and his ability to prepare um, to come out and help this football team. You 
potentially in the same boat that Mike is in, just needing two consecutive uh, negative tests. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it, Terry. Is is the there's a I mean there's a complicated medical mathematical formula where they look at the percentage of virus that you may or may not have, or if you're a close contact, where that falls, how many days. Everything's a little bit different depending upon what bucket you land in. Um, but yes. Uh, you have to ask Mike on that one. John, uh, considering last year's outbreak, there's been a lot of criticism saying, you know, it, what's the challenge of trying to stay uh, safe and not testing net, uh, positive with the, with the levels of the outbreaks here? And also Woo! last week in Florida where you spent over four days. Yeah, I think, you know, we see it in our community, not just within a football team. You know, it's uh, my sister's a school teacher back in Union City. And and she said it's 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 rampant in 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 their school and they're doing everything they can to, to we see it in our community. Um, I think everybody's doing everything they can um, to try to help it. And the the biggest thing is the vaccination um, because it, it it does save lives. Um, for us personally, we've you know we're masking in the building, we're taking extra precautions, um, urging guys to be socially distant. Um, we've been meeting in the bubble, you know, pushing guys to the bubble to, you know, to sit during some dead time because it creates more space. Um, we've gone above and beyond, just like we did last year, to try to, um, to, to try to get through this thing, and we will. As you said, you've, you've taken a lot of precautions. Is there anything, you know, that you find yourself saying, I wish we had done this or you know, I don't think so, John. It's like, you know, it's 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 the whole dinner thing, you know. Like, I mean, I went to dinner in, when, when I was in Tampa. Did any of you guys go out to dinner when you were in Tampa? Yeah. Probably did, you know. that That's where we're at is, you know, and, and I felt I felt safer because I was vaccinated. I felt like I could go eat a meal. And because of what I have seen and, you know, the science that's behind the vaccine, that if you do contract it and you're vaccinated, it looks like the science has shown that you're sick for a day or two, and, and then you're going to get through that. So there's comfort in, in going out to dinner um, and, and trying to get back to some degree of normalcy, which we all want to do, and, and I know that the vaccine helps that. There are teams that are 100% vaccinated. I would imagine, obviously, you guys aren't. But do you have a finger on what percentage you guys are at? Yeah, I think I said I think we're 97, close to 97, 98 that either have antibodies. We're doing antibody tests. There's a lot of stuff that we're doing, you know, with a vaccination and and B testing for for antibodies. And I think T, we're right around 90 between 97, 98. Last that I that I looked at it. John, I think we're I think bringing him in here you're just going to have to be mindful of that ramp up period Terry you know that it's that you know you got to bring them in and they've got to kind of sit and they've got to quarantine and it's the testing it's it's whatever those policies that are put in place and it's it's really contingent upon the immediacy the immediacy that that you need the player if you need him right away well then you're you're going to have to get somebody that's you know that's that's ready to roll. Uh, if it's a really good player, then you're going to find a way to to kind of craft it to to get him in at some point. Just know you're going to have to go the, through those protocols in order to take a look at him. Concerns at all about Saturday's preseason game at, at this point? No. Does, does Ryan likely not play in this game? Do you think what might be? 
that's probably a that's probably a my question, Paul. But I think that again, we're going to put guys out there. There's still some. Uh, we've got some tough decisions heading into the weekend, and it's. Uh, uh, I'm excited for the football team. I'm excited the way that our guys have played uh, in the two previous games. I was excited about the practice uh, that we had on on Tuesday. Uh, I thought there was a lot of speed. There was a lot of juice, um, and, and guys are fighting and scrapping every single day um, to, to stick around here. And um, I think we've got a competitive roster. Anxious to watch these guys play on Saturday night. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. So that's General Manager John Robinson talking about the latest update on the Titans and COVID-19. It is is near impossible to find flaw in that logic or to ask him, hey, you know, if you'd have done anything different or would you have done anything different if you had the opportunity to go back? And I just don't know how one does that that kind of analysis. Uh, What we're going to do coming up next is Mike Giardi of the NFL Network is going to get involved. Well, I I know because a lot of people have been waiting patiently. If you want to react to anything that you just heard John Robinson say, again, six players, Ryan Tannehill included, on the COVID-19 list. It sounds from John's comments like he has tested positive based on the way that he was talking about the return to uh, return to the building protocol, basically, that he needs two negative tests to be able to, in in a 48-hour period, like Mike Vrabel, who has not been able to, to clear that protocol. We'll meet with Mike Vrabel at 1.30 on Zoom today. I'm sure Blaine and Mickey will carry that. Let's go to Wildcat, who's been, it's damn near an hour Wildcat's been on hold, so I'll go ahead and get Wildcat in. What's up, buddy? Hey, can you hear me now, man? I sure can. I have four bars. You got okay. it. <laughs> hey, um, uh, well, hey, uh, I, I, you know, I heard the other callers, so I kind of probably feel stupid just being on now, just talking about it. Um, but what I was just saying is that, um, you know, people who take the vaccine, you know, it's supposed to just save, you know, like help you save your life. It's not supposed to prevent you from getting COVID, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, I was, my point I was trying to make is that why do you take the vaccine? Well, uh, when the vaccine first came out, obviously elderly people had to take it because they're more prone to die from COVID um, and and all that. And reasons, other reasons is if you have diabetes, you have heart problems, you have, um, you know, different types of symptoms, uh, obesity, um, stuff, stuff like that. And the last time I checked, um, I don't see any of the NFL players having that. They're at, mostly at a young age, and they um, are healthy. I mean, obviously, they're athletes. Um, so uh, I just want to have an understanding. Um, you're a pretty understanding guy of everything and, and all that, and that's why I like to call you Uncle Buck. You give a lot of good information, and you're a very understanding guy. What is the NFL trying to do? Are they trying to push a woke narrative that you have to take it or – you know, or whatever. No, no, a, no. Wildcat, really the NFL, the, the NFL is trying to that. save their bottom line. <laughs> this is not about, this is not about morality. This is not about health and safety. This is about, Hey, if you mess with our dollars, mother bleepers, we will come down on your head. <laughs> if, if the NFL cared about health and safety, there wouldn't be football. We'll get, we'll get into this. Uh, more on the other side. We're going to make fun of Urban Meyer. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network is going to be here. Your calls as well. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. What a day. I'm I'm laughing. I don't know if I, I don't know how to do today's show. Like, we, I, it's basically what the last two and a half hours have been. Maybe I should admit that publicly, but I had no idea. And we, we walked into the green room and like, J. Mart Ramon ends at 9.55. 
We end up in here about 10.01, maybe 10.02 if they're running a little late. Binky Johnson's got a little little extra little extra motivation he's got to put on the people on Wednesdays. So Lucas and I are talking about this, you know, talking about the show before we walk in here, as is the custom. But today's Thursday. I know, but I was talking about Talking it. about yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, proceed. Thank, thank you for helping me do the show. I appreciate that. You you've had you have had precious few opportunities to talk today, and now you've wasted it. <laughs> you've wasted it that way. Brilliant, brilliant work by you. Yes, I know it. Well, actually, it's a good, it's a fair it's a fair question to ask me during football season. What day is it? Because there's there's a good chance I won't know a lot of times. But uh, Ryan Tannehill goes on the COVID list like five minutes before we walk in the studio, and I'm just I'm I'm just cursing, shaking a fist at the name of J Mart Ramon because all they have to do is tell people that Ryan Tannehill is on the COVID list and then walk out. They roll the grenade out there and then they leave. And then it's mine to deal with. That's what we've done today. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network will be here in about seven minutes and we'll talk actual football with Mike. But based off of John Robinson's comments that we played for you in the last segment, and of course Ryan Tannehill being one of seven players that is on the COVID-19 reserve list, two coaches according to Adam Schefter, including head coach Mike Brabel, it is unclear who the second coach is presently. But this has, again, brought up the conversation about vaccinations and sports and the NFL not mandating but making life hard as hell on you if you don't get the vaccination. Ryan Tannehill being one of those who expressed his beliefs, rightfully so, in his opinion that he wouldn't have gotten the vaccine if he didn't, uh, if the NFL hadn't have forced his hand. But he made the correct decision in doing it because that not doing it creates a Cam Newton-like situation where you're removed from your team for five days at minimum as they try and work you back into the protocol. It's a competitive disadvantage not to get vaccinated. And Ryan Tannehill, I thought, showed tremendous leadership in going against what his initial beliefs were for the betterment of the team. That was a good lesson that I think a lot of NFL players learned from and have learned from over the course of this thing. 615-737-1045. Ethan is in Russellville. He's been waiting patiently. Hello. I was going to say good morning, Ethan, but we're well into the afternoon. It's been a whirlwind of the day. What's up? Yeah, no, I, I get it completely. Um, so I, I want to preface what I got to say with I'm an idiot. Not good. So like, <laughs> let's, let's not let's not get too carried away and nobody yell at me. Respect. Uh, but I, I'm just I'm just dumb. So I, I've heard a lot of folks that on both sides of this thing, and I'm very confused. So the vaccine doesn't keep me from spreading it, and it doesn't keep me from getting it. It just keeps me from having bad symptoms and or dying, which is a bonus. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, but big bonus, not dying. That, yeah, huge bonus. Like it's massive. It can't be understated. Yeah. Uh, but the players that don't want to get vaccinated, and myself who don't want to get vaccinated, I don't understand. There's other people that get on here and say you're killing your neighbor by not getting vaccinated. It sounds like I would just be hurting myself, and I'm confused as to where all these people came that care so much about me. <laughs> you're you're questioning you're questioning your your fellow man's uh, care for you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Just it came out of nowhere, but no one's. I'm fat, and no one told me to eat an apple, yeah, or that. no one's ever told me to take a jog. But everybody's worried about me catching bad symptoms from COVID. Hey, Ethan, because I care about you, I'm gonna say go, go take a jog, go eat an apple, and get the vaccine if you feel like it. If you, if you, if you're up, if you're about the uh, the not dying bonus, but I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. All right, take care. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. And that, Ethan, I promise you, I care about you. The rest of these frauds, they're lying to you, but I care about you. That made me laugh. I mean, listen, there are go Ethan 
and I forget who our season ticket holder, for, apologies, there's been a lot of callers today, so if I don't remember you all by name, uh, you will have to forgive me from that standpoint, but there are a lot of people who just aren't going to do it because they don't want to do it, and they're going to be skeptical because they are either skeptical in nature or um, there, there are a million different reasons out there, and I'm, I'm probably, maybe we've, maybe we have had an intelligent conversation today in a way that kind of expands the way that people think, like Ethan, but, and, and, and maybe not, maybe there is no convincing certain people. I'm not, I know, I know how I'm not going to make a difference doing the radio show the way that we've done it today. I'm not going to make a difference by screaming at people. Not going to make a difference by vac shaming people. I'm not going to make a difference by sick shaming people. I have been doing this too long, 19 months now of COVID shows to know what makes a difference and what doesn't make a difference. So, Ethan, if if you choose to be skeptical and that is your and that is your choice, I uh, I can do nothing but say, okay, best of luck to you, and I I hope for your sake that you eat an apple, you take a jog, and you don't get sick. That's all I can do. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. William is in Las Vegas. Will, William, I hope that it's it's probably, what, it's early in the morning there at this point, so you're probably not blacked out drunk yet, are you? No, no, I'm already, I'm already uh, I sobered up. I'm already good to go. Very good. <laughs> How are you? Um, uh, good, good. Um, I just want to say that I'm vaxxed, and, um, you know, I'm not anti-vaxxed. I'm just anti-people uh, in charge, okay. leaders, who's in charge of it. Um and on that issue right there, I just wanted to mention last year, uh, 2020, mm-hmm. NFL season made it through without, you know, very little knowledge of COVID and nobody was vaxxed. But I have a sick feeling with the the people in charge that this season is really going to be screwed up uh, with, the, uh, with the new policies and everything coming well, up. Well, and William, I, I don't I, – listen, because I started this show off – thank you for the call, 615-737-1045. Uh, Mike Giardi of the NFL Network will be here in about two minutes, so – well, well, you know, we're we're not taking we're we're trying to take it, everybody who takes the time to call in, but we do have to be discerning and we do have to keep the show on the rails. Um, what I will say to you is the the season is at risk regardless. Now, why the NFL? So here's what here's what the decision makers did because what what uh, William expressed there is that he has a problem with authority in all ways, shapes, or forms. I I see you and Taylor Lewan have that in common apparently based on the last press conference that he gave. With this situation, the NFL season, as is the college football season, at risk, again, of being thoroughly mutated by the virus, by the protocols that have been put in place to prevent the virus, because the virus exists, and the NFL, first and foremost, they don't necessarily, they don't, here's what I'll say. I'm sure there are some people in the league office that care about the players. I'm sure there are some people in the league office that care about the coaches. I'm sure there are some people in the league office that have a shred of morality and humanity to them. But I'm saying to you that like every other big business in America, more often than not, they do not. And they they are concerned with how you could potentially affect their bottom line. So the things that they have put into place are there to protect the dollars. The NFL would, if all things are right or as close to right as humanly possible, They would like stadiums to be at 100% capacity. If they feel that they cannot get stadiums to 100% capacity without mandating vaccinations as the Oakland Raiders, or the rather Las Vegas Raiders, have already done and are saying, you know, you can get shot on site, in the words of uh, an L.A. ABC affiliate that phrased it wrongly, you can get the shot on site, not get shot on site. 
There are, they are going to take those steps if it means protecting their dollars. But more than anything, this is about the, this is not about care for you. This is not about concern for you. It's not about concern for the players, or the coaches. It's about protecting the bottom line as it is in all things when it comes to big business. With that, we welcome in our buddy, Mike Giardi of the NFL network. Hello, Michael. How are we? How are we? Buck, Buck, I hear you just want to talk about uh, more COVID nineteen stuff for this for this segment. What do you What do you think my day's been like, Giardi? Yeah, just Just uh, Just imagine what my and listen. I've had. I, I think this has been one of our better shows. But just imagine what my day has been like today. I, uh, I yeah, I'm okay with uh, not participating in that. If you want to go in any direction other than that, let's do that. <laughs> Mike Giardi of the NFL Network here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So you are based. Out of New England, there's obviously quarterback competition there, also dealing with a COVID situation there. Cam Newton having worked his way back from a uh, COVID situation that may see him uh, put him behind the eight ball for the starting job. What is the most interesting quarterback competition in the league right now to you? I think this is the most interesting one, and it's not just because I've been on it from day one. I just think it's sort of the, the competition that I think people didn't want to acknowledge at first and then now the realization over the last two and a half weeks or so that the Mac has been the better quarterback, not by a long shot, yeah. but he's been the better quarterback. But yet when Cam returned today, who got the first team reps to start? It was Cam. Who got the first team reps to the seven on sevens? It was Cam. So, um, you know, is Bill Belichick being stubborn? Do they have a longer view here that they're taking with Mac and, you know, not worried about whether he's starting on opening day, but maybe making sure that physically he's ready to start and hold up in, say, December and January. Well, and that's that's why it's so fascinating. So from, from that standpoint, what has been the relationship with Bill Belichick and Cam Newton? Because he clearly favors him, even as it sounds like he was very, he and that staff were very, very frustrated by the situation that Cam unknowingly or knowingly put himself in uh, and his decision not to get vaccinated as well. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, a, there was a frustration there. I mean, <laughs> They don't generally don't like players leaving during training camp to begin with, and then to not only leave, but then to have the quote-unquote misunderstanding and then be forced to miss five days in the facility and, and three practices, including you know, the first of two joint practices with the Giants. It's, it's not great. You know, that's, but, but Bill is, as he's basically done since Cam got here, Bill has taken every chance he's gotten to you know defend or support Cam. I think there's an appreciation for Cam – you know, signing as late as he did last year and being surrounded by what he was surrounded with last year for being the good soldier and yeah. sort of taking a lot of blame on. But, I, you know, um, at some point, the quarterback has to be able to throw the ball and do it effectively and efficiently. And, you know, I think you can see in, in watching these practices that that's still, I mean, that's never been his strong suit, and I don't think it, it's ever going to be. So that's where Mac can gain some traction. So I, I do a podcast every every. This is not intended to plug in the middle of GRD segment. I'm just saying no, it clearly was. But go ahead. <laughs> I do a podcast every week with Greg Cosell from NFL Films, right? And we're talking about this this Fields and Dalton situation and why Andy Dalton is not a player that you can just put into a game and expect to play, make plays. He's a like many quarterbacks, a system quarterback, a a quarterback that thrives on rhythm, and he has to play all four quarters to be able to reach peak effectiveness, whatever that looks like for Dalton. So with, with New England, I'm looking at this situation and not having not being physically there, Mike, is there a possibility that they could both, Mac Jones and Cam Newton, see some kind of role within the offense throughout the course of the regular season, or are they looking for one dude definitively, that's our starter? 
Well, when you listen to the offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, he claims it's something that he hasn't considered. And, of course, he's never had to because for 20 years he had, you know, better part of 20 years, he had Tom Brady as his quarterback. Bill Belichick, though, the other day didn't really necessarily shoot it down. I, I wonder if there's a little bit of a conversation about that. I think when I look at it, though, the thing that makes the most sense there would be to have Mac as your starter and then maybe Cam as your red zone quarterback. And I don't know whether – well, look, based on his public comments, Cam does not see himself as that kind of player just yet. You know, that, that guy that shouldn't be starting and shouldn't get all the snaps. So, you know, I guess if it came to that, there's going to have to be a conversation as to whether, you know, Cam would actually want to do that or would he want to be said, you know, all right, buddy, you know, thanks for everything, but, you know, go find yourself another job because you feel like you're one of the best in the league, one of the, one of the 32, and we can't promise you that here anymore. Oh, and people are treating him like that after one half of good preseason football against the Eagles where nobody got within, you know, an, uh, five feet of him, basically. Yeah, you know, that, that. look, it's again, this is where having been there every day, like you, you should see my mentions on Twitter. Yeah. Not that they're not, that they're not always a dumpster fire because it's Twitter. But like, you know, I posted a picture today of Cam throwing a pass. It was an incomplete pass. It was in warm-ups. We were allowed to shoot like five minutes of practice. And I literally, that was the only piece of video I took today. So there's the indication that Cam was there. I didn't even see that it was incomplete. I just had Cam in the frame. <laughs> and people are like, oh, you're biased. I'm like, let me, just, let me just explain this to people. I don't care who's the quarterback. You could be the quarterback, Buck. If you're good and they win, that's good for Mike Giardi. So I don't really care whether it's Cam, it's Mac, it's Brian Hoyer, it's Joe Schmedlap from down the street. Whoever it is, just be good because that's good for business. We've had a lot of conversations about selfishness today, Giardi. It seems you are emblematic of that. <laughs> well, in this case, Dodge yeah. that bullet, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Giardi of the NFL Network here with us on 104.5 The Zone. All right, it's final week of the preseason. Uh, there has been much made about preseason football. I do, like I said, this podcast with Greg every week where he tells me, no, you idiot, this means absolutely nothing <laughs> other than what we're watching from the players from a technique standpoint and how they implement it in as close to a real-life situation as humanly possible. What is the I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, so I'm going to stall because I'm a professional, give you a minute to think <laughs> about this. What is the biggest trope that you have seen coming out of this preseason that Mike Giardi is looking at as an informed NFL insider for the NFL Network and saying, no, all of you idiots are seeing this incorrectly. None of this matters. It's just the preseason. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. That's not what you're supposed to say because I've already bought you the time. I know you're trying to give me a thing, but, like, there's a a lot of things that sort of jump out and you just say, like... Pick one. That's that's not it. Uh, I got nothing. How about that? I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. On the spot, I got nothing. What the hell is this? me a little heads up on this, like, ten minutes, I could have had an answer for it. But right now, in the spot... But my mind is blank. You do live television. You need more than the 30 seconds I just bought you? How the hell does that work? Well, first of all, it took me a little while to figure out what word you were using there, like trope, troop. What, what's, what, what's, what, what's he going with there? Like, you know, my brain didn't process that either. <laughs> so. All right. Very good. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> See? Thank you. you. I just gave you great entertainment. That's like, that was a great clip. You can use that the next time I'm on. Giardi's an idiot. 
and it, it's perfect. That's what I'm going to do. I, and I, but I, fit, I fit the bill. What, what I will say to you is I very much needed that laugh after today's show, so thank you for providing some kind of levity. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so now I'm here for information, but mostly for comic relief. That's basic. Hey, listen, that's why, we do, that's why we have you and Rossini. This is basically a rotating <laughs> oh, wow, cast of characters at this point. Get the hell out of here. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. Later. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network. What, what kind of answer? He did what you do to me. Am I am I bad at asking those kind of questions? Yeah, like, that was a productive conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like, what what just happened the last two minutes of the radio show? I bring on the NFL insider, and he gave us good insight, and then I ask him one question that's outside of the scope of what he has written in his legal pad today, and he just completely short circuits. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I got nothing. How about that? He's, he hit me with the oldest of sports radio cliches. How about that? He might as well, he might as well have just told me to sit on it. We'll come back and wrap up the show. Well, since since we have some time here, let's go to Bam in Nashville, who's been waiting patiently. What's up, Bam? Bam, you're on the air. Twenty minutes. Oh, good. Bam's Bam's having. Bam, he just lost the privilege. This is, can nobody deliver today? Are we? Is it just going to have to be us? Let, let's go. All right, Super Serbian. Let's see if we can't finish strong here. Are you are you aware that you're on the air? Unlike Bam, yeah, buddy. Love to see it. What's up? Hey, buddy. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak on this. Of course. Hey, um, uh, I I honestly wasn't gonna chime in, but after hearing that guy from Russellville, I think it was Ethan or so, I just thought I, I'd just give a call. Um, I appreciate you bringing this up today. I just don't think it's the right forum, and this is not really by any means. Um, a critic, critic or you, sure. I just feel like, you know, if we bring something that's so divisive and it's, it's, it requires sort of an input from, um, from people that are in the now, we should probably conduct that in such way. And, and let me, let me just go back to the guy from Russellville. He pretty much said like, Hey, I didn't get it because, Hey, what's the point? If I get it, I'm going to get sick. If I don't get it, I'm going to get sick. So why get it? Yeah. But that's not true because if you do get the vaccine, we're going into ninety percent of you won't get it. Yeah. No, I listen, and and it's it's a conflict that I have, and I appreciate the call because um, what he's talking about is our conversation from earlier about the NFL, about vaccinations, about COVID. Uh, you know, Tannehill being on the COVID list along with six other. Titans players and two coaches reportedly, Mike Vrabel being one of them, and of course they'll have that press conference live on Blaine and Mickey at one thirty today. So make sure you're listening. Um, it is it is a conflict every time I have because I'm not a, I'm not an educated medical professional. In fact, I told Lucas during a commercial break, I'm like, we should have a damn doctor on this show because I know that was something that was being done on a regular basis when there were no sports and we were lo- we were all looking for some kind of update, some kind of informed opinion. Maybe we can reach out to somebody, and again, I'm putting Lucas on the spot, but maybe we can reach out to somebody from Vandy and see if we can't get some kind of medical expertise on this. Because you're right, I'm not, I'm not qualified to be having a nuanced discussion about vaccinations. All I can do it is run it through my prism as somebody who believes myself to be informed on all of these things going on and is here really to direct traffic. Now, what I don't want to do is, is shout anybody down. More than anything, even as I know people are super passionate about this, I feel I accomplish nothing by taking a call, disagreeing with an opinion, and then burying somebody for it. That's basically been the the thesis of today's show. But what is always the thesis or the thesis statement of every show that we do 
Maybe that's not too big of a phrase or a word for Mike Giardi. Or the polls. It's a staple. We do them next. So, to recap, <laughs> basically, the the three hours of the radio show, if you missed any of it, you could go check out the podcast. I I think you're I think it was all over the place. I I had a good time. I know Lucas didn't have a good time. How are you? You look like you look like the uh, the the meme of the uh, the restaurant with the Popeyes chicken worker after the chicken sandwich came out, where she's just sitting on the bench, slumped over <laughs> and clearly exhausted. That is how I feel. And physically and emotionally drained. You have you've had your life force sucked out of you by the phone lines. It's, is this is this the worst show that you've been a part of from your standpoint, from producer duties? Uh, the least enjoyable. <laughs> you know? Which is unfortunate because I've had a great time. Today. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, look, this is a great job. The fact that we get paid to do this is absolutely insane. So uh, I, it's okay. It, it'll, it, most of the days are great, but that, I can't say the last three hours have been particularly fun on my end. Well, and then, you know, I mean, at least Blaine and Mickey, Blaine and Mickey will be in here to make you laugh some more. Like I've, I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't done you that service today. I don't know how often I make you laugh organically, or how often you're just giving me fake Tom Brady laughter. But I think that I have, I have done wrong by you. Well, some of these Urban Meyer replies will redeem that. Oh, that's right. We didn't. Well, now is the time. Now, speaking of making fun of people, quickly, um, tell the people what you told me about Isaiah McKenzie, who is the Bills what, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver, just got a fourteen thousand dollar and change fine today because he refuses to wear a mask. Yeah, so he posted the screenshot of the letter from the NFL that he was getting fined for not following protocols because he didn't wear the mask in the building. He said, all right, NFL, you win. In the screenshot in the top right, his email is included. Isaiah McKenzie 16 at gmail.com, by the way. It's still up. He hasn't deleted it yet. By the way, he says, look at you. Uh, but, yeah, so he did not follow the protocols, and the NFL then fined him, and he said, oh, you win, NFL, which he's right. They, they did win because yeah. he's going to pay that money, and right. now his email is going to get absolutely obliterated, and he's probably going to have to delete his account. Justice. Polls. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Because the polls have closed and the votes have been tallied. It's time for a poll update. And he's a good boy. Buck Rising Show producer and correspondent, Lucas Panzica. All right, I want to blaze through some of these polls because I really want to focus on the replies on this Urban Meyer poll that we put up. All righty. So real quick, is this football season going to be just like last football season? 61% say yes. <sighs> I, it depresses me but I feel it coming. Can a two-quarterback system succeed in the NFL? 85% say no. Uh, it sounds like they thought about it or they haven't ruled it out in New England, but I don't think that's going to happen because they have to protect Cam Newton's ego. And who is the most slept-on NFL quarterback? Sam Darnold, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, or Teddy Two Gloves? 33% say it is Teddy. 35% say Joe Burrow. 17% Darnold. 15% to a Tungo Vailoa. Yeah, we had a whole ass sports talk radio show planned out today, mm. and you guys completely just knocked me off my <laughs> knocked me off my course. Damn you, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, Get better soon. So, what quote unquote health problem? Which I don't know. <laughs> maybe this isn't the best day. Yeah, I think we. <laughs> now, that I, now that I read that out loud, you you were so excited to make fun <laughs> of Urban Meyer's health, and now you're scared. But we're we're plugging through it. Uh, <laughs> what quote unquote health problem causes Urban Meyer to step down in Jacksonville? Now, quick context, because we didn't get to this today. There's a report from Fox News today 
that uh, Pete Prisco, who lives in Jacksonville, who covers the NFL for CBS, says players are pissed at Urban Meyer already, and they're, you know now they're voicing their concerns to the media. Shocker. And we've already seen Urban hands-on-knees Meyer on the sideline of a preseason game. Couldn't correct. handle losing in a preseason game. Tough scene. So, Puka says cardiac. <laughs> just, just one word. Just, just cardiac. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's... <laughs> Uh, Dane Kinderland says ED. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, they just think that? <laughs> so what, they think they think Urban Meyer needs a blue chew to get back out there on the sideline. Uh, Josh, Josh says. Don't ask me how I know what that is. Uh, Josh says he'll fake a heart attack when Derrick Henry goes off against the Jaguars again. Todd Parker says losing itis. It's not contagious, but it'll put a hurting on you. Yeah. It'll keep you down. You may need a. You may. No, I can't make. I can't make COVID jokes because people are actually getting super sick. And I uh, Music that. City Miracle says, "I don't know if being hired by Notre Dame or USC is a health problem." <laughs> uh, Alaska Titan says, "Having the big sad." He put the trademark symbol on the big sad from cutting Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, Barrett says thirteen lossitis. Yep. Uh, Darren says losing. And that's an improvement, by the way, 13 loss itis. It would be. It would be a step up. Uh, Flea says losing 17 games. Uh, Caleb says chronic stubbed toe. Rich says 0-17 fever. Yeah. This is, this is Lucas was right. This is a, a poll that Lucas came up with. He said just leave it open-ended, and I'm sure the responses will be gold. Uh, they've been good. Tone says blood pressure, uh, and Sid says when King Henry throws a Jaguar DB into him on the sideline. Physically picks him up and throws him Josh Norman style into Urban Meyer. And then an Urban Meyer will have some kind of health, uh, health, obscure health anomaly pop up, and it'll be, you know, by by transitive property through one of his defensive backs off of the arm of Derrick. Well, it'll either be that or to focus on on spending time with family That's before right. then taking a college job six months later. <laughs> one or the other. See, we finally got it in. I told you we were going to laugh at Urban Meyer today. We did it. We did it. Promise kept. I feel like we've accomplished everything that we needed to do, even though we didn't, you know, do half the show that we planned. But it's fine because it was a fun one today. Blaine and Mickey are going to continue to have fun with you guys coming up next. They will carry Mike Vrabel's press conference live on Zoom at 1.30. So be sure you're listening to that. I'm sure the head coach will have updates. And for me, I will see you tomorrow on a Friday.